Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Sr., editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Back again. That's right, I was with you Thursday with that special edition Let's Ride. I hope you listened to it. If you didn't check it out, go back and give it a listen. I talk about the Senior Bowl. I had Brian Anthony Davis on. But again, it was in was filling in as substituting for Dave Schofield's Stat Geek. Uh, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to him and his family as he deals with a death in the family. But here we are on Friday, regular scheduled program, the Let's Ride podcast. We have random thoughts here early on. We have Michael back, Blue Check back coming up in the second segment, a heart-to-heart to finish things up. It's going to be a good show, so I hope you're ready to rock and roll. Before we get down to business, I want to remind everyone, as I always do, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. And we are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we hope you give us a five-star rating. And if you want to leave a good comment, please do so, and I will read it on this podcast. Didn't have any new comments since the last time I read them, so if you want to leave a good comment, I will read it every Friday, and there's nothing as of now, so no word, don't worry. We will be just fine. Thank you for all those that have done that, the five-star rating and the comment. All right, let's get this show started with some random thoughts. I had someone on Twitter, one of the Ryder Die crew members, who messaged me 
about the Brian Flores situation in the National Football League. Now, if you live under a rock or you don't follow NFL news, and this this show can be a little bit more NFL-geared if I choose for it to be. It's just me, by the way. Uh, with Brian Flores, he has a lawsuit uh, with the National Football League over a bunch of different allegations. Um, everything from wrongful termination to um, the interviewing process, but mainly the, the biggest thing, in my opinion, was the fact that he is alleging that the Miami Dolphins owner, uh, Ross, I believe is his last name, he was going to pay him $100,000 for every loss in 2019. They wanted a good quarterback. They wanted a tank to get there. And so in 2019, that's what he had supposedly said. Again, until we see some form of proof with something like that, that's a very, very crazy allegation. We'll see how this plays out in the court of law. The NFL is going to do an investigation. They're going to look into it. But a a lot of the person that messaged me on Twitter said, I wanted to get your take on everything. So a lot of this, in my opinion, stems from the Rooney Rule. And what I'm talking about is like the the interviewing process that he has an issue with. And he he released a text message from Bill Belichick, who was texting a Brian. It just turned out to be the wrong Brian, not Brian Flores, Brian Dayball, who's the now the head coach of the New York Giants. And supposedly, they had already selected Dayball to be the coach. And uh, this was before they even interviewed Flores. So he's essentially saying that they, they were going to interview him, not as a legitimate candidate, but just because they had to check a box. Because the Rooney Rule, and even the newly adapted Rooney Rule states, that you have to interview two minority candidates for any coordinator. I had no head coach. I'm not sure about GM, but I definitely know coordinator and head coach. So before I get to my thoughts on the Rooney Rule, I want to read a statement that was released by Steelers President Art Rooney II about the situation, about, excuse me, about the situation. Here is what it says, and I quote, I am not going to comment on the specific allegations in the lawsuit brought by Brian Flores, but I do want to comment on the general state of affairs in regards to diversity policies in the National Football League. Over the past several years, our diversity committee has recommended and ownership has adopted a number of enhancements to the Rooney Rule as well as new policies designed to ensure that women and minorities are receiving full and fair consideration for coaching and front office positions. The details of these enhancements and new policies have previously been made available. While I acknowledge that we have not seen progress in the ranks of head coaches, we have seen marked improvement in the hiring of women and minorities in other key leadership roles as coordinator positions, general manager positions, and front office positions, both in and out of football operations. I believe this is progress, or this progress has been made as a result of the implementation of many of the enhanced policies that were recently adopted. The commissioner and league executives, as well as the diversity committee, remain committed to working with all clubs, the Fritz Pollard Alliance, and others in making these efforts as effective as possible and building upon them to promote the desired impacts on hiring decisions in the league at all levels, including head coaching positions, end quote. So that was Art Rooney, who's basically, he, his name's attached to it. You have to expect him to say something. His name, his family's name, is attached to this rule. 
So it's fitting that the Steelers obviously have right now uh, the lone African American coach in the National Football League as a head coach. He's not the uh, the only he's not the only minority. Uh, you think about Sala and um, uh, the Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera, and so they would also fit, fit that criteria. But what I'm trying to say here is that here's my one thing about the Rooney Rule that makes me kind of think. And it's no one's fault because this is an imperfect system and there's no quick fix to get this where it should be. So with that being said, I want to talk about the Cowboys. You're probably thinking, Jeff, why do you want to talk about the Cowboys? Well, think about it this way. If the Dallas Cowboys choose to fire Mike McCarthy after this season, this upcoming 2022 season, hey, it's not working out. We tried it. No, not working. Why? Sit and think to yourself, or wherever you're listening to this podcast, who do you think they'd hire? Who do you think the Dallas Cowboys would hire? Now, maybe you're not in tune to what's going on in the National Football League, and that's fine. I'll tell you who they'd hire. They'd hire Sean Payton, who recently stepped away from the New Orleans Saints. He's a Cowboy guy. He was in the Cowboys with Bill Parcells in the organization. They would love to have Sean Payton there, and Sean Payton would probably love to be there with that quarterback, with that ownership, and with a team that is in a better situation than when he left the Saints. Now, the Rooney Rule states that the the Cowboys would have to interview two minority candidates for that head coaching vacancy. What do you think those minority candidates would think as they went into that interview? If they were, you know, I would imagine these are smart individuals, actors, vying to be NFL head coaches. I'm pretty sure they would probably be looking at each other or thinking to themselves, what am I doing? We know who they're going to hire. They know who they're going to hire. I'm literally just here to check a box. And that's the tough part about this. That's the part that there is no easy solution. You hear people call into radio shows and they give their take, but there's no easy solution when it comes to what I just described. The Cowboys know who they want. They're going to go through the process, but ultimately, they already have their minds made up. There's no easy solution. Now, do I wish that it wasn't that way? Yes. I I think the best person should be hired. The best fit for that job should be hired, and that's the only criteria that should be followed. With that being said, though, you can say that Brian Flores might be opening some doors, and he might be... Opening a bag of worms the NFL has no idea how to handle. Right or wrong and different, that doesn't matter. But they're going to have to handle this firestorm, and I give Flores credit for one thing. He's putting his career on the line. You you think someone's going to hire this guy right now? No. I'd be shocked if someone hired him right now. And on top of that, in the future, they have to think about, is this the type of coach that we want? There is no right or wrong answer here, folks. There's no, I'm not going to be able to spit wisdom that's going to make people think, ah, yes, that's it. This is a tough situation, very difficult situation, one that the NFL has tried to address in the past. Art Rooney spoke about that in that statement. But in reality, there's still a lot left to be desired. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Just wanted to give my thoughts. The Rooney rule in theory and its genesis is great. But in terms of how it actually plays out in real life, is a different story. Okay, a lot of a lot of people on Twitter right now, Pac-Man Jones is out there saying that Steeler fans can't root for the Bengals, and I'm thinking, who in the heck is rooting for the Bengals? What? 
There's Steeler fans rooting for the Bengals? Are you kidding me? I'm not rooting for the Bengals. I honestly wasn't even rooting for the Bengals in the divisional round. To me, I don't root for anyone other than the Steelers. I've always been that way. I've never been a guy that wears multiple jerseys. Heck, I don't even buy other people's hats. Like when you talk about like the Pirates, I'm a Pirates fan. I have pirate hats. I don't. If you would have said, Jeff, you want to wear the Cincinnati Reds hat? I'm like, no, why would I want to wear that piece of trash? No, like I, I would not want to wear a St. Louis Cardinals hat or anything like that. Like To me, my fandom, and I'm not saying that you have to be like me, is a one-way street. And that one-way street is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have no room, I have no space for anything else. That's it. I have students, since I'm a teacher, ask me, well, who's your second favorite team? I don't have one. Or who are you rooting for? No one, unless the Steelers are playing, in which case I'm rooting for Pittsburgh. So if you're thinking, I wonder who Jeff is rooting for in the Super Bowl, the answer is no one. Do I want the Bengals to win? No. No, I don't want the Bengals to win. Get out of here. I don't want the Bengals to win. Ridiculous. Next random thought. There's a lot of people with Malik Willis being, he's catching a lot of news. He's out there making plays. He's He's moving the ball with his legs. He's probably the most impressive quarterback right now at the Senior Bowl. And that's not saying a lot because the Senior Bowl this year in this draft class is not known for its quarterbacks. But he's out there, and he is the one that's turning heads. And there's a lot of Steeler fans that are not liking the fact that Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Matt Canada are showing a lot of attention to Willis. And there's a lot of people that seem to say, well, I don't know if we want that style of quarterback. Well, just because the quarterback of the last 18 years wasn't that style of the quarterback doesn't mean that that type of quarterback can't win you a lot of football games. Yes, you can talk about injuries. Yes, you can talk about all the extra stuff in terms of playing at Liberty and then transitioning to the National Football League, getting, like I said, the injuries and and things of that nature. All I have to say is if you're a young fan, and you did not watch Cordell Stewart play, go to YouTube and just type in Cordell Stewart highlights Steelers. That's it. Just type that in, and you will see some of the most electrifying football that you've ever seen. And I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about Michael Vick. Cordell Stewart broke the mold before there was even a mold in that style of player. The Steelers fan base should welcome anyone that can bring them success, and it doesn't matter how they do it. How can anyone sit there and say, we don't want this quarterback who could win us games just because he plays a certain way, just because he's different than the guy who was before him? Like I said a couple podcasts ago, I've done so many recently, I can't remember which one it was, don't expect the same result. You can't expect the same result. Don't expect the same process from the next quarterback, whoever it is, compared to their predecessor. So if Mason Rudolph is the quarterback this year, you cannot compare him to Ben Roethlisberger. If Malik Willis gets drafted by the Steelers and he's this quarterback next season, then you can't compare him to Mason Rudolph. They are different people. They're different quarterbacks. So keep that in mind. And be open, open open-minded to a new style of play. The offensive line, coaching staff, everyone was wondering if Chris Morgan was going to be the guy to replace Adrian Clem. No because he got hired by the Chicago Bears. So now the Steelers have a wide open 
position there, both positions, both offensive line coach and assistant offensive line coach. And here you have a situation where the Steelers are wondering, oh, is is Munchak coming back? Is it going to be Munch time? Munch time again? We'll see. We'll see. But there's an opening there, and that's going to have to be filled. Keep your eyes on that. That's going to probably happen sooner or later. Okay, with all that being said, I wanted to get to kind of the meat and potatoes, the headline, the title of this podcast, and that is Steeler fans beware off-season predictions and speculation. I've given you this warning already once. I want to say it again and with a little bit more clarity and some examples. So this this is the season, this off-season, where Steeler fans that are not completely plugged in to the team, and if you're listening to me right now, here on February 4th, Friday, you are one of those people that's glued into the team. You listen to my podcast when there's really no news to discuss. You're a diehard fan. You know the ins and outs of this team. But there are fans out there that only rely on places like ESPN. And this is where people can get really, really confused and almost as if they're getting some bad information. Thursday, I wrote this article for the website. The ESPN staff basically tried to map out the entire quarterback carousel for this offseason and so they talked about the quarterback like Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson Derek Carr all these quarterbacks and they were going to basically say like what happens who puts in an offer so let me run these down for you if you want to check out the article you can it's on the website and it's titled um ESPN predicts the future of the Steelers quarterback position and it isn't pretty so here's how it works out so Aaron Rodgers he has to be acquired via trade Steelers don't even they're not even in the mix Russell Wilson same has to be a trade not even in the mix Jimmy Garoppolo now the Steelers get in the mix for Jimmy G the offer a 2022 third rounder 2023 sixth rounder and they're going to adopt half of Garoppolo's salary so Garoppolo the result is the 49ers choose to trade him to Tampa Bay instead. Derek Carr, not in the mix for the Raiders quarterback. Jameis Winston, Steelers put in an offer, an incentives-laden offer, which the Steelers do not do, yet this author, this person that was speaking for the Steelers, the beat writer for ESPN, kept on suggesting this, and it's just not how the Steelers do business. Nonetheless, the result is the Steelers don't get Jameis Winston. He goes back to the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, Steelers are not in the mix. Marcus Mariota, my guy. The Steelers offer him two years, $14 million, eight guaranteed. He decides to stay with the Las Vegas Raiders. Cam Newton, Steelers aren't in the mix. Jacoby Brissett, the Steelers offer two years, $10 million, all of it guaranteed, and he ends up going to Pittsburgh. Now, so they acquire Jacoby Brissett. Then in the NFL draft, they have the Steelers taking Sam Howell out of UNC with their first-round pick at number 20. There's a lot of fans out there. This is what I'm kind of warning. There's a lot of fans out there that will read this article, whether it's on Behind the Steel Curtain or whether it's on ESPN.com, and they will think, oh, wow, would you look at that? The Steelers are going to get Jacoby Brissett, and they're going to draft Sam Howell. This is nothing but speculation. No, they These people that wrote this article have no better inside information than me right here talking to you right now. None. They have no insider information. This is not a rumors thing. This is purely prediction and speculation. And it goes on. Just listen to some of these 
rumors and stuff that are out there. Uh, so Sterling Bennett, whoever that is, he is supposedly connected to the 49ers in some way, shape, or form. He said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Denver Broncos are expected to make a quote-unquote strong push to acquire 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, and that is per Matt Lombardo of the NFL. I don't even know who that is either. Nonetheless, someone, Benjamin Albright, responds and says, I would not expect Denver to be in at all. So this is one of the situations where, again, listen to what that was originally said. They're expected to make a strong push. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense, but this is where we are at this point in the offseason. Another example, Thor Nystrom, again, no clue who that is, says an NFL source told me yesterday that the Steelers clearly prefer Liberty quarterback Malik Willis to pick quarterback Kenny Pickett. And so then Derek Steelers DB, I think he writes for Sports Illustrated, quote tweets that and says, just for what it's worth, I've heard the Steelers' interest in Willis is very legit in a very poorly kept secret. Knowing how the Steelers do business, they are very intentional about who they like. They don't hide. And so the again, here we go again. We're talking about speculation. We're talking about some form of prediction. Folks, this is what you want to avoid. It's all fun. I get it. We all love to talk about the rumor mill. But if you want to keep your sanity this offseason, you want to avoid this stuff as much as possible. All right, I've talked enough in this first segment. When I come back after the break, Blue Check back. Michael Beck's going to join me. We're going to talk about some of this stuff and more. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. It's Friday. You know what that means. Blue check back. Our favorite Canadian is here. What is going on, Michael? Oh, not too much. Uh, gearing up for the Pro Bowl, I suppose. Uh, what about yourself, Jeff? Yeah, I got to be honest. I forgot the Pro Bowl was even this weekend. I saw something on Twitter. I think it was Thursday, and it was, and it said practice one of is a wrap. And I was like, practice for what? And then I saw the pictures, and they're in their AFC stuff, and I was like. Oh, this stupid thing. Do you even watch? I mean, you'll, you'll probably be watching a little bit because of the website, and so will I, but what is your take towards the Pro Bowl since you brought it up? Well, the games used to kind of, like, they used to be fun when they did, like, like an actual 40-yard dash challenge and, like, a bench press challenge. Like, like those used to be fun. Uh, but now, like, the, the dodgeball is just pointless. Like I, like, I don't care. And then the game itself is just such, like, oh, it's just such bad football. Like, like, like neither side wants to get hurt, obviously. So no one's trying. It's just, it's just watching a bunch of adults go for like a jog on a field. <laughs> it, it's, I, it's not yeah. I say you scrap the game altogether. Don't have any of the pre, like the dodgeball stuff. If you're going to do that, save it all for Sunday. Do that all on Sunday. Have 
a flag football game. Like literally just put flags on him. Let Cam Hayward be quarterback. I don't care. Do a quarterback challenge. Remember we used to watch, I don't know if you were, you might be too young. Oh no, I remember them. The quarterback challenges where they had the blue, the blue chalk on the footballs and they're chucking balls at moving target. That was more entertaining than the, than the pro bowl has ever been outside of Sean Taylor, almost killing a punter uh, back in the nineties. So you know, it's one of those things where I think if they were smart, they would say, look, the game's awful. The game no one cares about. So let's do something that would at least be different and interesting. And in a way, I look at this and I know you're a hockey guy. The NHL's kind of done that with their uh, all-star game. It's three on three. It's crazy. A setup. They still do the bracket like they had with the Metropolitan or the, they had the, the divisional teams. Are they still doing that? I'm not sure. I know it's this weekend. Yeah, no, they do the exact same thing. It's still a three-on-three bracket tournament. And it's crazy because three-on-three hockey is so much open ice. It's super high scoring. It's fun to watch. It's different. So I wish the NFL would think outside the box a little bit, but I know they won't because they don't. I I, want to start off talking about something that is different than NFL draft prospects, a senior, but we'll get to that. So I wrote an article that ran Thursday morning on the website, and this all stemmed from one of my Twitter followers, who is overseas. I'm not sure where he lives, but he said, Hey, is there any news on the naming rights to Heinz field? I'm an overseas fan. I was just curious. And I said, I haven't heard anything, but let me do some digging. And, you know, I I found out some really interesting information about that one year deal, which happened last year with Heinz, uh, the Kraft Heinz company as they are now since the merger in 2015. I know so much more about this than I ever thought I would need to know, by the way. Uh, But I didn't realize that Heinz signed a 20 year naming agreement that like that's unheard of in stadiums anymore. It's either five or 10. They went 20 and then they went one more year. Does it matter to you what the name of the stadium is? Cause there's a lot of people. I know I'm stuck on Heinz field. I loved how Chris Berman called it the big ketchup bottle and stuff like that. Like what are your thoughts on the stadium? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like synonymous with the Steelers. Like, like you look at the LA Lakers. Now they're in crypto.com stadium. Like, no, that's a staple. Like, like I hate that. Like for me, like growing up in Vancouver, the Canucks always played in GM place. It was the garage. GM play, General Motors. We're going to the garage to watch some hockey, and then Rogers comes along and buys naming rights. It's just so meh. And like, it, like to, even to this day, it still kind of sounds wrong. So yeah, Heinz Field. Like it, it's it's just like it's the Steelers since like after Three Rivers. It's been Heinz Field. Like I, I know the argument for like the U.S. Steel Company. Uh, if they got the rights, like that could be cool. But, like, there's a lot of dumb, uh, like, stadium and arena names popping up, just dumb companies. So, like, I, I'd i rather just stay the same or, like, I, I don't know, like, what's going to make it sound better. But, uh, like, I really like Hinesville. I'd be disappointed if uh, they went away from it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Someone on on our uh, comment section of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com said they should, because I guess Dick Sporting Goods has, like, a major headquarters there. They should call it like Dick's field. And I was like, nah, you cannot do that <laughs> for so many reasons. You can't do that, but <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's talk about some actual football. Cause if it changes, it will be really weird. I'll still right. probably always call it Heinz field. They can wheel Dick Shiner out. And yes. Like Dig up his right. old bones. That would be great. <laughs> I'll be there for the commemoration. But anyways, um, Let's talk about this, the free agent slash trade. I know you talked about it. I listened to your, uh, it's not know your enemy. It's uh, the curtain call. There you go. Nailed it. So you talked about this with Jeffrey Benedict. I want to know like, what conclusions have you come to? You wrote the article on Thursday about how you feel, and this is just 
kind of what you're getting a vibe of, not really what you want to see happen, that if the Steelers are going to go out and get someone, that it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you still feel yeah. that way? Or if you had a choice, let me put it this way. If you had a choice, now you said that's how you think it's going to go. But if you had a choice, what do you, what would you want the Steelers to do from the free agent and or trade market? Well, to me, really, the NFL, it seems like you're only a real shot, like have a real chance at a title if you have like a top eight quarterback in football, like like one of the top quarter guys, like just, just unbelievable quarterback plays is really what's separating these teams at the top. Like Aaron Rodgers, sure, but he's still 39 going on 40. So that's this, that really isn't the name to me. Like Russell Wilson, he, he's like he's up and down. He's so streaky. There's times he's unbelievable. Times people want to like just give him the MVP award, and then there's times he's like he's not he's not very good. So I think for me, what I would hope this team kind of does, um, if they if they think one of these draftable guys it does have that franchise quarterback potential, they do whatever it takes to land them. Uh, if they don't see that that potential in any of these guys. What's the point of taking a quarterback for just taking a quarterback if Mason Rudolph's just going to beat him out anyway um, and then look to next year? Like, to me, I, I, I wait on it. Like, if Aaron Rodgers was 29 years old and in the situation, I would be I would be so far over that, but he's not. Um, so I don't think the real option for this team to get, like, a great quarterback is available this year uh, unless they can mine one out of the draft in, in a weak quarterback class. Like, I know we've talked about a, a few times, but uh, – for me, I, I feel like if, if you identify a guy in the draft, you get him. If not, you, you kind of hold out on the quarterback position and just try to make the rest of your team better. I agree. And they're going to have probably over north of $40 million in cap space once they make some moves. Um, and that's that's something that you can really improve your roster. And let's talk about the senior bowl. Let's talk about the Steelers. The brass is down there. Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert. I mean, Mike Tomlin's shaking hands, kissing babies. It seems like, I mean, every time you see a picture of him working with a guy um, he's, they have put a lot of attention into Malik Willis from Liberty. I want to get your take on a couple things. First, they're not hiding their interest in this quarterback. It, it's no. blatant and it's being reported. There's sources and whatever. You don't need a source. You just need two eyes in your skull to see these photos. And you're like, dang, they're taking the time to talk to the dude's parents. Like, that's not just like, oh, yeah, I'd love to meet your mom and dad. So what do you think about the we're not hiding anything mentality from the Steelers in this in this regard? It's incredibly dumb. Uh, honestly, last year they did that with Najee Harris as well. I think a few of us tried to not believe it, but, like, they showed their hand on that. Uh, and when it comes to a running back, there really wasn't a team that's willing to trade up in the first round to land a running back, so they could they could get away with that. But when it comes to the quarterback position, if there's a, another team behind the Steelers that that has also fallen in love with Malik Willis, they're probably calling the Eagles, who have three picks like within like five selections of the Steelers' pick, to to make a move up to, to steal them in front of the Steelers. Like really, like t- like showing your hand. In an event where there's so much movement with draft picks, it's incredibly stupid, especially when you want a quarterback. And like the Steelers did that with what William Jackson the third as well, and then the Bengals jump them, and then they're stuck with Artie Burns. Like I am getting a bad vibe on this. I feel like they're going to telegraph the snot out of this, and then draft a quarterback that ends up not being good because they thought they were going to draft a quarterback. And oh, now we need our option number two. I don't like it. I really don't like it at all. Okay, well, let's talk this out then. I mean, because I'm looking at the uh, draft order right now, and you're right. Philadelphia's got all those first-round picks, and they have the 19th pick. 
They have the 16th pick and they have the 15th pick. So they have a lot of picks right around Pittsburgh. So after Pittsburgh, New England, they don't need a quarterback. Vegas, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of people that think they're going to re-sign Derek Carr or maybe even keep Mariota. Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. Dallas, 24th, doesn't need a quarterback. Buffalo, 25th, doesn't need a quarterback. Tennessee, mm, maybe. Tampa Bay is intriguing because of Tom Brady's retirement. Green Bay, doubt it because of Jordan Love. You spent a first-round pick on him. You're not going to just pick someone else. The Miami Dolphins at 29. They basically got rid of Brian Flores based on the fact that he didn't like Tua. They obviously like Tua. The Chiefs, no. And then obviously the Bengals or, well, Detroit. That's from the Rams, their first-round pick. So that'll be interesting. There's a couple teams. You're right. There's a couple teams there. I think the biggest threat for Malik Willis not getting to Pittsburgh is before them, whether you're talking about Washington or even Denver. Um, even someone like Atlanta could possibly try to get him if they think he's a project. Carolina is going to be looking for a quarterback. But my question for you next is, speaking of Malik Willis, would you be okay with, with him being the, the 20th pick? the first overall pick for the Steelers in the draft? Uh, It's it's a tough question. Um, I've watched a bunch of Malik Willis. I've really tried to pay attention to the quarterbacks this year, considering everything that was kind of going on with the Steelers this, this year and really the direction they could go in the draft. So it really felt like quarterback was likely. So from what I've seen from him, he's obviously extremely athletic, has a cannon arm, but his accuracy is as streaky as you can find. Uh, That's hard to put together. So I don't know if, he, if he's ever going to be able to just put that together in one year in the NFL with Mike Sullivan as his QB coach and just everything's just going to like hit. The, the thing is, though, I'm, if the Steelers take a quarterback, I, I'm going to trust them. They have, coach, uh, they have scouts that have been going to every game. If every quarterback is still on the board, I, like, I doubt it. But again, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, I, in a way, I might be, if that makes any sense. But yeah. if all the quarterbacks are there at 20 and they took, say, Malik Willis or whoever, I'd be like, well, they did their due diligence and figured out that this guy was the best out of all the rest of them. I'd be okay with that. Uh, until I actually saw him play an NFL game, like a real regular season NFL game, would I really start to uh, show some judgment? But when it comes to the quarterback spot, you kind of have to rely on your team, especially in a draft class where you're probably giving them all a redshirt year. There there isn't no pure starter in year one, week one specifically, unless there's some injuries that force someone in the lineup. But yeah, I'm going to have to just trust them. Uh, But uh, to me, it's, it's just not the pick. Okay, how? Let me ask you. You're a social media guy. You're the social media director for Behind the Steel Curtain. What would Steelers Twitter be like if Kenny Pickett and any other quarterback is there at 20, and the Steelers don't take Pickett? Like, what do you think that reaction would be? I can I'm just imagining a big mushroom cloud. That's what I'm picturing. Are you agreeing with me? I think they would. People would freak out. There, there is a subsection that will freak out. Uh, it, whenever you ask a quarterback-related question, you'll in the same thread you'll see someone saying, "Oh, Kenny Pickett's the next Tom Brady," or T- "Kenny Pickett is a bust with small hands." Um, and <laughs> and then you'll see, "Oh, Malik Willis is this athletic freak. He's going to be better than Lamar Jackson." And then someone else saying, "Like, oh no, like he's nothing. Like he, he's streaky. Like 
seriously, like you, you scroll through any quarterback thread, you'll find Steeler fans alone loving and hating the same prospect. Whoever they take, it will not be United front. Like people will be mad, people will be excited. It'll, like it'll be a mix of both. Like honestly, it could be 50 50. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out, but it's going to make for some exciting offseason talk, both on our, our podcast channels, our shows, and then also you have behind the steel curtain.com. It's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, but let's talk about other team needs outside of quarterback because quarterback obviously dominates the conversation. So you said you didn't like the pick at quarterback at, at, in the first round. What position would you target when you look at the potential prospects coming out? Obviously, O-line jumps to the top of the list, uh, followed closely by the defensive line. Um, I think this is a deep corner draft. I do think the Steelers need to draft one of those. I don't know if any of the top, top guys make it to 20. Um, so in that sense, I'm okay with waiting on corner. But the O-line and D-line excuse me, need immediate upgrades, especially if two it's gone. Uh, like those O-line, D-line, that, like that has to be the pressing need unless someone ridiculous drops. Uh, and, and it really could be any, any one spot across the offensive line uh, and then any D-tackle really. Um, so the, either line needs an upgrade. ASAP. You think Tua comes back next year? Just your gut. <sighs> what does your gut tell you? My gut says no. Uh, I I honestly think he's closing closing in on like a retirement announcement more than anything. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty damning. I know that uh, Matty Peverell on our Slack channel said that he listened. I guess it was Arthur uh, Motes, and he made it seem like there was a little bit more than just the injury and and his brother. Like maybe he was upset with the Steelers about something. I don't know what you'd be upset about. The team let you sit there and collect a check all year and you didn't play a game. So I'm not sure what, what there is to gripe about, but you know what? I, I there's not a that, you know, the pro bowls this weekend. Um, senior bowl is this weekend. Uh, so you, you'll be watching those events. I'm sure. Yeah. I will say anyone watching the senior bowl or any of the, those, uh, those college uh, all-star games really uh, take it with a grain of salt. Remember it's just one week. Uh, on a limited playbook. Um, it, like it's not the end all be all L- look at the college tape. First of all, I'll say the same thing when it comes to combine time, those sprint numbers, they're great, but it really doesn't show what someone can do on a field, like actual game tape in real game. So just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, and if you miss the pro bowl, you, you didn't miss anything. So, <laughs> well, who would be, or if, if you're giving advice to someone out there, that's an NFL fan, they didn't follow college football and they're like, you know what? I'm going to check out the senior bowl this Saturday. What should they be looking for? You just said, take it with a grain of salt, but is there anything you can take away from this event? Uh, a little bit, probably more so, uh, especially from the Steelers perspective, you can watch the quarterbacks a bit and see how they kind of react with a brand new offense. They've only had a, like a few really like a week in change to try to learn. Um, I would just kind of watch the, the resiliency of the quarterbacks. If someone throws a bad pass, how they come back from it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure at, the, at these events. So to me, one of the things I'd look out for is to see how someone battles back from a, a dropped pass or like uh, a poorly thrown ball or, or getting burnt a, 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 as an offensive lineman. Like you, you make a mistake like that in, in the pressure of the moment. It's easy to fold. Um, so if if someone if that happens, because sometimes you get caught in football, it's just it's just the way of the game. It doesn't matter if you're Aaron Donald. Sometimes you get got. It's how you it's how you bounce back from that. So so like I'm interested in watching guys after they make a mistake with more pressure than they probably ever had in their careers on them to bounce back from it to see how they uh, they they do just that. Good stuff, Michael. As always, you have any final thoughts for our listeners? 
Uh, well, I'll probably tune into the Pro Bowl. Hopefully, none of our guys get hurt. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's only what two two games, and one of them's a, a crappy All Star game left in this year. Yeah, save there won't be football for a while. So so savor the, these last few snaps. Um, I know there's a ton to talk about this off season, but the game we all love, uh, it's it's coming to a close for another season, and we're a few months away from it starting up again. So savor these moments. Well, if there's good news, it's that when you think about the Super Bowls on February 13th and on March 14th is when the legal tampering period starts for the new league year. That's literally only one month, one month that we have as like a dead period. So that's vastly different than what it has been in the past. So that 17th <laughs> game has actually been a godsend for uh, outlets like behind the steel curtain. So we're thankful for that. But Mike, well, I'm thankful for your time. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you too, Jeff. See ya. All right, take it easy. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Big thanks to Michael Beck. I always appreciate his time. I want to finish this up this Friday as I always do with a heart to heart. And this one is kind of based on Malik Willis. That's been a big name that the Steelers fans have been talking about a lot this week. With the Senior Bowl coming up this Saturday, it's going to be one that we're going to hear more of, especially if he's making some highlight reel plays, if he looks dynamic. Yeah, his name's not going anywhere, folks. I just It brings me back to Cordell Stewart when I watch him. It, maybe Cordell was a little bit of a different beast. He was definitely before his time. But when Cordell Stewart was slash, and I've said this on the Steelers preview with Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis, I'll say it here as well. When Cordell Stewart was slash, that was some of the most fun football that I can ever remember, ever. Now, granted, that was my childhood. You always look back at your childhood and have fond memories and going outside and slinging the pigskin around. I get all that. But if you weren't alive for the Cordell Stewart era, like I said in the first segment, go look up some highlights. It was – I don't want to – paint this picture of it was like like with rose colored glasses on it was frustrating at times especially when bill cower chose to make cordell stewart their starting quarterback and he was no longer slash he was cordell the quarterback and it just it, it wasn't the same but it wasn't as if cordell completely crapped the bed for better for not having a better term to use there. My apologies. But still, uh, Cordell Stewart was a lot of fun. And he was he brought a lot of success to Pittsburgh. He didn't win the Super Bowl. He was definitely didn't come up big in like the AFC Championship game and, at times in 2001. But still, I think in 98 as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers, if they were to get Malik Willis, I'm not going to guarantee he's going to win a Super Bowl or anything like that. But just remember, it could be a lot of fun. It could be fun to watch. It could be very competitive. And in a time when you look around the league, and even in the AFC North, you need a playmaker, a quarterback. And if that's who it is, then so be it. I'm all on board. I could already think of slogans with Malik Willis, but we'll save that until if that time comes. Heck, if this trajectory keeps going for him, he's not going to be on the board at 20 anyways. And so if you don't like Malik Willis, keep hoping he does well because someone will take him before then. All right, that does it for me. You've heard a lot of my voice this week, so I'm taking the weekend off. I will be back on Monday talking about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll probably recap some of the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, the stupid idiotic Pro Bowl. We'll be talking about it all on Monday. In the meantime, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. See you on Monday. Go Steelers.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.